Hey everyone, welcome to the Laying Foundations podcast. This is your co-host, Davis Hambrick. Joining alongside me always is Walker Lott. What's up, Walker? Davis Hambrick. What's going on, dude? How's your day? Nothing much. How are you, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Up here in South Carolina again. Uh, back close in your area. Always a pleasure. Uh, you know, out of the hotel room today. I got the hotel lighting. Hopefully it's not too bad. Sure. But man, sure. today we had an awesome, awesome guest. His name is Tom Stevenson. Uh, he is out of canada i think he's the first person from canada that we've had yeah i think so Toronto. i'm pretty sure he is uh so he kind of done it all man he he's owned his own construction company you know it was a family company at first he's been two different trades uh he's a professor he's a consultant and uh, he's a youtube extraordinaire and so <laughs> he, he literally he's done it all and he's a huge component of just the growth mindset as you'll get to mm. see uh when you listen to the show today and it's awesome to see too you know it's and, and and Tom's a big believer of never stop learning, no matter how old you get, no matter how much life experience you have, always learn, 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 learn. And that's exactly what you and I believe, Davis. And it's cool to see, you know, people who have the same sort of mindset uh, and just who are a little bit further in their career than you and I are, and who's who's done so many things. And it, it shows that it, it is possible. It's possible to do a lot of different things at once. And it's possible to do a lot of different things over your career. If you just have that persistence, that growth mindset, that getting better a little percentage at a time every single day. What did you think of it? Um, man, I think it's cool what he his track into construction. I think it's cool how he decided to always continue to learn. But what I really loved was how he just kind of hinted behind the whole time relationships. You know, he didn't come out and say relationships, but he just would tell a story about yep. a relationship. He'd talk about a mentor that helped him. He'd talk about meeting up with a, with a college student. He would talk about someone that, uh, someone else that invested in him. Oh, I've served on this role and met this person. And so he, through his whole life has just decided that you're right. I'm going to get 1% better every day, but I'm also for the people that are in my life in this moment, I'm going to invest in them. They're going to invest in me and we're going to grow. And, you know, we talk about that on the podcast. I want to get into uh, everything that we talked about, but it's just so important um, to really think about not just myself and what I know, but what people know around me. And sometimes I can even, even if they're wrong, um, just listen to them, understand them, try to try to work it out between people because relationships is what gets what gets you anywhere in life. It's what's going to get you far in construction. But if you can just learn to value the person sitting across from you, you're going to do well in construction. I keep saying that, but relationships, relationships, relationships. No, and that's exactly it. You hit the nail on the head. Relationships is construction. How you like what I did there? A little nail on the head analogy. <laughs> no, but guys, I can't wait for you to hear it. Excited for you to learn a little bit. Without further ado, Tom Stevenson. Tom, welcome to the show. Super excited to get to learn a little bit more about you. We go into your YouTube channel a little bit, just your history and construction. Uh, but before we do that, who are you? What do you do? And where are you from? Oh, okay, great. It's great to be on uh, Walker and Davis. Uh, really happy uh, that uh, you called me out for this. Um, I'm a professor in construction management in a college in uh, Toronto, Canada. Uh, I also teach uh, at a university here in their master's program, University of Toronto as well. Uh, so that's a little bit about where I am, but where did I actually um, sort of start out? Uh, I've started out in a family-run construction business. Uh, so I've been doing... I've been doing construction since I'm about 10 years old. 
I sometimes joke back then, wow. you know, if, if you did what I did at 10 years old today, <laughs> uh, my dad would be in handcuffs and I'd be in childcare services. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, yeah, but I loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know, I got to do a lot of things from a very young age. And I, I did um, two apprenticeships, uh, one in carpentry and one wow. in brick and stone masonry. Wow, that's awesome. Really? Um, so I, yeah, and I, I ran the family business for a number of years and I kind of did things a little bit uh, backwards because then I, you know, after I ran the business and I had this opportunity to teach, uh, you know, when I was a, an apprentice, one of my teachers kind of uh, mentored me and took me on and, uh, you know, invited me to start teaching very shortly after I kind of had my, uh, we call it a certificate of, certificate of qualification, like when you get your trade license here. And um, so I went from that and then I did a business degree and MBA uh, along the way. And uh, wow. I've written a couple of uh, textbooks uh, as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. So. You are well, uh, I want to say fluent. Well man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I want to, there's a lot to unpack there. So I want to go back just to, you just mentioned, so you have to get, uh, what is that, like a certification? Was that the start getting your light? How does that work out? Um, yeah, it, it works out. In, so the way that we have it, and it's similar, I'm pretty sure uh, the way you have it too. But, you know, uh, if you if company takes you on as an apprentice, uh, you get registered. And uh, at that point, it's still kind of based on hours of work. And uh, you have in-school training, and then you write for your exams. And then if you pass the exams and you've got all the hours that you need, uh, then you're you're certified. Now we have in Canada um, what we call compulsory trades and non-compulsory trades. And okay, so like electrical, plumbing, HVAC, those would be compulsory trades, and ones like carpentry, brick and stone, masonry, drywall, those kind of ones are non-compulsory. What a just so we know, what is the difference between compulsory and non? I mean, I can kind of get any people. What does that really define? Well, if you're a company, uh, you have to have some basically trade licensed people. If say you're an electrical contractor, right? right? We even have a different level in Ontario where you have to have a master electrician's license if you want to have a company. Yeah, that's more on the business side of things. But then the uh, you know, if you're a C of Q electrician. Uh, then that means you're qualified to do electrical work. And so if I have a company, I better have the right amount for the amount of volume of work that I'm doing certified electricians. Whereas in the non-compulsory area, you know, you could be framing houses and not have that license. Gotcha. Um, Interesting. So it goes back to the license really in the business. Okay. That makes sense. And then kind of going off, um, you said you did two apprenticeships. One was in carpentry, one is in masonry. Tell me a little bit about like what you what did you like in both of those and what what kind of drew you away from that? I know you kind of said the family business, but those are very two different, you know, apprenticeships. And I think it's pretty cool that you both went for you went for both of them. Yeah. Well, my dad had back then we self-performed a lot of the work, uh, particularly carpentry and brick and stone masonry. And so my dad was a carpenter. Uh, that was his thing. He he came from, you know, Ireland and you could make and he could make anything. So he That's could cool. make anything from from wagon wheels to windows to Dude. cabinets, uh, oh, you awesome. know, cool. all of those types of things. And then he had this English uh, uh, gentleman that worked for him. And this 
he was a master mason like he yeah. would he would not get dirty at all he would not drop any mortar you would never have to clean anything that he did right wow. but wow. you better have everything perfect for him you know the mortar consistency yeah. and you know i was doing that when i was like 12 with him and so i learned you know but i, I appreciated him a lot too that's right tom you know so what got you into the academia space first of all what school are you going to or what school do you teach at and then what classes but what kind of led to your you know career of being in all these different trades and uh, owning and working with a company and just all this experience that you had that led you to want to, uh, you know, pass that experience on to the younger generation. Well, the beautiful thing about learning a trade in construction is there's okay. So, you know, there's that whole hand eye coordination that you learn and, you know, everybody has talent, but, and some people have a little bit more starting talent than others in certain things like the piano over here. You know, I don't <laughs> think my talent starting talent is very high, as I was mentioning before the show, uh, but uh, effort counts twice. Uh, I read a lot. And wow. um, I noticed you had Jason Schroeder on uh, a while back. And so it's, it's amazing to me about Jason because I listen to his podcast and uh, he, <laughs> he always quotes books that I've been quoting for years too. Like, so yeah. we kind of read cool. the, the same thing. So there's this book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And she will say that a talent counts once, but effort counts twice. I love and, that. And so it's like the, the uh, Carol Dweck with the growth mindset compared yep. to a fixed mindset aspect. And that's how somebody that puts more effort into something goes farther very often than somebody maybe had more starting talent, but didn't put the effort into yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big uh, quality there that, that comes out for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I could just go off of what you're talking about, I loved how you said the effort counts twice, but even after that, you know, Whenever you get into the professional world, I mean, you can even sense it in college a little bit, but when you get into the professional world and you see people with a fixed mindset and people with a growth mindset, you know, if you're in that growth mindset, you're naturally going to gravitate towards those people because, you know, you want to continue to learn every day. Like you mentioned before the call, like that's the part of me that or of us, I think that's going to be of any success because no matter what, we're going to keep showing up. We're going to keep trying. And if you have just that quality in construction is going to be, uh, you know, a really cool thing. So uh, you kind of just, you, you glanced over this, this phrase, you said, you know, your mentor invited you to teach. I love that because, you know, so many young people in construction, um, they may have just ended up in our industry or may not have, and they don't really have a mentor. Tell us about, you know, how you became friends with this mentor, but then uh, how that relationship kind of grew and how, how was it important to you? Well, I was actually just his student. Uh, uh, so I, I'd already done the one apprenticeship at George Brown College. Like I, where I ended up teaching is where I went to school as well. Oh, cool. And uh, so I did the carpentry apprenticeship first. And then I came back for the brick and stone masonry because I wanted to have two trade licenses. I, I just felt it was, I was always wanting to get more on the technical understanding of it, not yeah. just doing it. And so I went back and by the second time that I went back, I was getting much better at, at what I, I did. So I think I, 
I kind of excelled in that class as a result of that. Maybe it was unfairly to others, but anyways. Um, and so the teacher really took a, a shining to me. And uh, he had he used to do all these um, different demonstrations at different shows and that. And he always wanted somebody to help. So I always volunteered to help. And so he always gave me a lot of good advice and information and showing me different things and explaining different things. Uh, to me that way. And so when the opportunity was there, he kind of invited me um, for that opportunity. That's cool. I like that because, you know, sometimes it can just be as simple as the person's pouring into you in the season of life. You know, there's a person that's wanting to teach you. And if you're willing to see, hey, I see this person, whoever it is, they're teaching me. Why don't I try to learn from it instead of having kind of that fixed mindset? So that's cool. What were you going to say, Walker? Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to poke and pride a little a little bit more about you know just kind of what you teach is, is it a uh is it a two-year college or four-year college i'm interested in how canada does it because okay you know, being from america we don't know we don't really know much about it or how y'all y'all kind of approach the the construction industry in general i know it's probably pretty similar uh you know but you're talking a ton about trades and everything but teaching at, at a school at a college sort of thing um, you know, so there's a big, there's like two separate things in America. So you have trade schools and you have a four-year school, you get like a construction management degree, you know, which is a whole lot different than trade. So how, how do y'all do it? And, and what is it that you teach on a daily basis? Yeah, so I, I can unpack that uh, as much as you want, uh, you know. Um, so in Canada, so we if you're an apprentice, you're in a sort of different stream. Like it, our colleges do apprenticeship training, but so do the unions do apprenticeship gotcha. training. And unionized okay. trades in my jurisdiction, Toronto, Toronto's like a really like uh, how do I explain it? Uh, vibrant, like think think New York, think okay. Los Angeles, like for Canada uh, on the scale that we do. Um, size-wise like Chicago uh, and uh, like I know a lot about the U.S. I've, I've done different trainings in the U.S. My daughter lives in Buffalo and that sort of thing so uh, and one of my publishers uh, is from Chicago and and so I have a, a pretty good understanding uh, so yeah uh, we have so recently we have two-year diplomas three-year diplomas which you don't have used so much I don't think you have two-year associate degrees uh, and about 15 years ago, our colleges started granting bachelor degrees. So we also wow. have four year degrees, uh, uh, as well. And so generally the degrees that we have in construction are construction management like yours. Uh, and, uh, we, we recently though are starting with three-year degrees now too. And some of the three-year degrees are looking at laddering between people with trade licenses and providing more opportunities to stream in. Like, cool. I really think that if we're not as colleges and universities starting to look at everybody that is out there and okay, so we'll talk construction. Uh, they, they should have opportunities to not have to go back to square one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you've got so many years of experience, you've done trade school, you've learned all these different things. That's cool. There should be advanced standing opportunities. And if we're not doing it, you know what? Somebody else will be doing it. And it could be somebody else in the U.S. It could be somebody else in the U.K. It could be somebody else in Australia, because you could probably do a lot of it online if you've already yeah. got a trade that you already know. 
that's really cool. I, I think back to actually my cohort that went to the program and there were people that, you know, were in their maybe 30s, late 30s that were in a trade and they came into our school and class was so easy to them because they knew the concept of construction. And so all those intros, all those intro classes, like learning how to read drawings, like calculating, like structures and stuff like they just flew by it. And I mean, even in the program, I mean, I love what you're thinking. I don't even know if people in the U.S. do that. So it's a really cool point. But um, that, that'd be really awesome to see that you can kind of reward someone for their yeah. you know, construction knowledge. So um, if we can, let's kind of transition here. I'm, I'm interested to think, you know, so we've grown up and you were in a family business. You got to do different apprenticeships. Uh, you worked at, with a mentor, went back to school to get your MBA. I've done a lot of different things. How did you come up with the idea of I'm going to put some of the stuff I teach on YouTube? Oh, um, do you guys ever watch Tim Ferriss? Uh, Tim, yes. Listen to Tim Ferriss podcasts, right? So I, I've always listened to Tim since the four-hour workweek uh, days. And so when COVID first started, uh, like, I mean, Tim was already on that, like even just before. And sorry, he said when everything shut down, think to yourself, at the end of this, what will you have done that you could look back on and say that you achieved something with this extra time that you had? And so I'd always wanted to do a YouTube, uh, you know, video thing. And I had to do it for teach. I didn't have to do YouTube for teaching, but we had to go online. And then I thought, well, how could I better support the students? So like Microsoft Project, as an example, uh, Davis, you know, uh, you mentioned that you were looking at that. Microsoft Project uh, is like, I do it live in a class, but people, it goes in one ear and then it goes out the other ear and you forget it. And you got to be practicing it, trying it. And then what did he say? And so I thought I'd do the classes live, but I'd also have separate videos that just honed in on it. And then I, I started teaching other classes that I normally do. And I thought, well, this two hour lecture could really be four or five YouTube videos. And I just oh, adjust it and change it around. And then I would also offer package it that my students could review it and check back that if they didn't want all the interaction, cool. if they missed it, they could go straight to the chase. And so, yeah, that's kind of been, and then I started getting, that's what happens with me when I start getting into something, I really get into it. And then I kind of just went uh, on with it. <laughs> it just became yeah, I mean, this thing. That, that's an awesome way to put it because most entrepreneurial type minded people and spirits will take one thing that they do on a daily basis and then turn that into something that they can repeat over time. And for you, it's you make one video and then that video is available for as long as you want it to be. And I know as a recent you know grad within a year ago, right. uh, if I had a professor that that Holy taught in the class and then put exactly what he taught in a in a scripted, nice and, and pretty and and awesome to like view video format that I could go back and watch, you know, cause sometimes it's grainy. You can't really see it. Or it's just a quick little review. But if I had the videos that you made, uh, which are fantastic, like that would be huge. I mean, I would, I know from a student's perspective and from someone maybe who's not a student, but who's outside looking in, you know, Davis and I, uh, our, our, our mission, our goal is just the, the career in construction It's for people who don't know anything about it or for, people who are younger grads coming up, they want to get into it, people coming from a different uh, career or, you know, wanted to jump into construction. And so it's like, how do we get that knowledge uh, on paper? How do we get that knowledge on video? And, and the way that you've done it is fantastic. You know, for, for you, what's been the biggest challenge that you've, that you face with having to take these classes that you've 
made and, and condense them or create videos out of it? Well, time is one, but uh, th that's one of my things, though, is productivity and time management. So I've been getting around that. Uh, you know, I've got an interesting story. Talk about growth mindset and fixed mindset. So I guess about four years ago or five years ago, uh, the chair who I was good friends with uh, came and asked me, oh, I need a favor. I need you to do this construction business management course online. And you know what? I've always wanted to, like I've done training in the past in Oklahoma on online teaching, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, three summers I did down there way back in the mid nineties when it was just like oh, wow. in its infancy. Right. And I always wanted to do some more stuff on it, but you know, the first thing that the fixed mindset kicked in and said, this is going to be a lot of work. No, I could, I'm, I'm kind of the senior person there. So I could kind of get out of it if I wanted to. But then the growth mindset kicked in and said, look, you always wanted to learn this stuff and this is an opportunity, right? And I've got to practice what I preach. And so I said, yeah, I'll do it, but I want to learn this video editing software. I want to have some technical support on this and a few other things. And he was like, yeah, 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 no problem. And then afterwards, after when I said yes, he said, you know, it's funny because I asked another teacher if they would do it and they went straight across to the union and grieved it, that they said it was too much work and all this stuff. And the funny oh, thing man. was that that other teacher was is like 25 younger years younger than me. Right. And so I got to learn all this stuff. And then when COVID hit, it was like, OK, I can do this. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> it was it was smooth for me. Um, right. So that was really helpful. That's awesome. Uh, what, what's been different other than technology? I feel like that could be an easy answer here, but what's been different about the industry since you started in your career in construction? Um, I think there is uh, a change in the command and control to the team. Uh, and uh, so that's been a big difference. And uh, one of the things that uh, I've uh, tried to keep well, what I've done is over the last 20 years or so is I've worked with uh, large companies, consulting and training and development and project management and training, uh, you know, with the, the biggest of companies in Canada, you know, they'd be comparable to your Turner's and Walsh and those ones, right? And right. they are putting massive efforts into the team. Like, I mean, uh, lean construction and those aspects are really being pushed. Now, I wouldn't, I think a lot of companies have a long way to go with lean, but I think the first thing they're working on is collaboration, engagement, teamwork, and respect for people. Which, right. if I go back to when I was a kid, it was a lot more sort of autocratic and sort of, you know, master and commander kind of things. Right. Uh, so that's that's the biggest change that I've seen. And particularly, it's really been ramping up over the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, Walker, I know you got something, but I love you just kind of specifying that change because, you know, for at least Walker and I's generation, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take the collaboration and teamwork because I, I, just me speaking personally, I don't get real fired up when it's one guy telling me what to do. That's it. Or one gal, whoever it is, like just having this one figurehead, that's it. Like you got to do what I say and that's it. I like to be able to approach them, 
you know, even if I don't know, I'm not the senior guy, I still like to be able to ask questions, like lead them in a sense of like, hey, I thought about this. What do you think about that? And I, a good example of that today was just my boss. He was like, uh, he was talking to me and I was bringing a scenario up and he goes, what are you thinking about that? And, you know, he's asking, he's willing to collaborate and ask for my advice, even though he knows, I probably know more than him already, but I'm willing to make the, to take that next step. Walker, what did you have to say? Well, no, I think you, what you talked about growth mindset, you know, it kind of applies to exactly what you're just talking about the difference in construction is. And I'd like to go a little bit more into what, you know, you're referring to, uh, just because that's what Davis and I believe as well. It's always, it's never wanting to get comfortable. We had a conversation yesterday about that. It's, it's like the moment you get comfortable and you stop learning, you stop growing. I mean, you're, you're done, you know. So how have you taken this growth mindset uh, and applied it to everything you do, to your daily life, to your personal life, uh, to your life at school? You know, what is, what is, what is something that you uh, actively try to grow in every day? Um, well, I, I do like, so we have new faculty, uh, it's maybe been a little bit more interrupted than it was with COVID and things, but, uh, generally like when there's a new faculty, I very often, uh, will help them. Uh, and, uh, usually one of the first things I want to do is pick their brains. So it's sort of like, and even and they're kind of like, they're nervous because yeah. they're like, how I was when I first started, I'd be afraid to say something that was wrong, right? And so then they're kind of withheld and I work and work and work and then I get uh, them to come out with whatever it is, right? And then it, in, inevitably, I learn from them for sure because they, cool. no matter what it is, you know, back in the trade side of things, I remember, you know, I you demonstrate hanging a door in the shop. So that's where I started with hanging a door, you know, in shops and laying out rafters and things like that. Right. And I remember one student, they were, they weren't paying any attention uh, there. And I asked them, I said, so, you know, what's going on? Oh, I ha I hung a door last summer. So he hung one door last summer. And I said, I probably hung a thousand doors and I can learn something from watching somebody else. That's right. And so you know, and it's for sure I can every right. time there's something. And this was before YouTube when I asked them that. But I mean, like there, you know, there is so you just see one little. Oh, wow. That's mm. that that could. And it doesn't have to be big improvements. It just has to be little things. You know, again, uh, atomic habits, right? That one percent improvement every day. One percent might be even asking a lot, but some right. little thing, little yeah. thing. Right. right. That's right. I love that because, you know, I mean, that just think I go, I, I always tell Walker, like I go back like a few years ago where I was at with my mindset. Um, you know, I just think about that's where I, I was like a fixed again, fixed mindset. And then my aunt talked to me about just trying to continue to grow every day. She's like, my nature was being very OCD. And so I was afraid to fail. Just quiet. I'm not going to go do something. I know I'm going to fail. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just not going to. And she was like, well, Davis, you got to give yourself room to fail. And she told me that the entire summer I lived with her during my internship, got to give yourself room to fail. Got to give you, I'm just like, stop saying that. I'm like, <laughs> why do you keep saying that to me? And um, then I just really think about it, go back to school. And I just hear this voice in my head, like, got to give yourself room to fail. Got to give yourself room. To so like, you take that scenario and you just kind of apply that to life for me and my personality. Got to give yourself room to fail is saying, Hey, you're not perfect. 
And if you waste your whole life trying to be perfect at, at really anything, you're never going to get there. And then you're going to waste a lot of your time. You know, one of the things Jeff Bezos says about Amazon, regardless of, you know, how whatever we view of him, he talks about, you know, once I have 70 percent of what I think I have the answer for, I'm going to go ahead and make a decision, because if I can wait to that 100 percent, I'm never going to get there. And that's mind changing to me. So kind of walking that back, the growth mindset of, hey, just try a little bit every day. That one thing of just trying something, if you stick to it, it can compound like that's the compound interest. Like we think about with your 401k or getting into finance a little bit. But think about what Walker and I did or what you did, Tom. You took one thing and you got good at editing YouTube videos and you posted them and then you just continue to get better. Wow. Now I'm going to help my audio. Now I'm going to get better at recording something. Now I'm going to you know, have get better at speaking in front of people. And like so you just develop this thing over time and you look back four or five years later and you're like, wow, like just if I took that one thing, I mastered that one thing and I got better. I had the courage to do that. It's life changing. It is. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. We cannot tell you how thankful we are for every single one of our listeners. And we genuinely want to know and learn about you a little bit more. So if you're interested, uh, maybe sending us a question or just saying, hey, or wanted to talk to us a little bit, please reach out to us at contact at laying-foundations.com. If you need, if you didn't hear that, didn't understand it, you can go in our show notes and just click on the link and write us an email, please. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Seriously, me and Davis get excited every single time we get an email from one of our listeners. It, it, it genuinely makes our day. But if you want to find out a little bit more about us uh, via social media, Davis is going to tell you a little bit how to do that. Yeah, thanks, Walker. Guys, like Walker said, reach out to us any way you can. We appreciate feedback, whether you like it or not. You know, it helps us grow in any way. We're welcome. We're, we're here to listen. And whenever you guys tell us, we're going to try to implement that into our strategy. But how to get in contact with us on social media. We have a LinkedIn account called the Lang Foundations Podcast. We have uh, Walker, Walker Lott's LinkedIn profile. We have Davis Hambrick LinkedIn profile. We have a TikTok page called Lang.Foundations. We have an Instagram page, Lang Foundations. And then, you know, that's where we're at. These are all down in the in the show notes. But, guys, we just want to put this out there and – However you want to get in contact with us, we're, we're, we're imploring you, please just reach out to us. We'll respond. We'll get back to you. And we want to hear from you. That, that You're the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing this. We want to hear from you. We want to hear feedback. How can we grow and how can we get better? Because like we said before, um, receiving accountability and receiving feedback is one of our core values. And that defines Walker and I at our core. We want to hear your feedback. We want to be, be held accountable.